Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Up north, two dead, several others injured. This afternoon, there's a heavy security presence in Boko in the Upper East region as gunmen open fire in a renewed fighting there. The cause of this latest shooting incident is yet to be uncovered as security personnel have intensified investigations into the matter to avert an escalation. Correspondent Albert Sorry joins us with details on this. Uh, Albert, let's get to it. Tell us exactly what um, is happening up there and what may have led to this shooting incident which occurred. Um, give us some updates. Yes, so this latest incident uh, occurred yesterday afternoon between the hours of... Uh... Hello? Albert, I'm here with you. Yes, yeah, so this latest incident um, occurred yesterday uh, afternoon at about 12.30 uh, when some unknown gunmen uh, fired into um, a park where people normally go to board tricycles to their various destinations. Um, you'll recall that motorbike riding has been banned uh, in Boko uh, indefinitely because of the security situation there. And so, um, in some parts of the town, you have parks, like uh, lorry parks, where you go to board uh, vehicles. You also have places where people go to join tricycles. And so, this was the place where uh, this incident took place yesterday afternoon. Um, it's very close to the Boko police station. Um, six people, you know, sustained uh, gunshot injuries. Uh, we are told that one of them died on the spot. Uh, the rest were uh, taken to the hospital. Um, they were admitted at two different hospitals, the Vineyard Hospital in Boko and also the Presby Hospital in Boko as well. Uh, this morning, one of the, um, the patients who were receiving treatment uh, also died. Uh, we are told that this is a 19-year-old a uh, young man who passed away also this morning, bringing the death toll from that incident to uh, two people. I see. The rest are still receiving treatment mm-hmm. uh, in these hospitals uh, that I earlier mentioned. And let's talk about the incident uh, relating to the staff of the Bogotanga Teaching University, uh, Technical University, I should say. Uh, we understand that that individual has been killed as well. Uh, is, is that related directly to you know these clashes at North? Well, so what we are told is that this lecturer uh, is also a native of Boko. Uh, that is all we know uh, about that incident. He was attacked at his home, but this 
is a secret incident which occurred in Borga. But because of the shooting, which also coincided with this incident, um, some people feel that the two might be related or um, there are even fears that maybe uh, people from the Boko area who are involved in this chieftaincy dispute are starting to attack each other outside of uh, the Boko town. It's one of the, the concerns that people have. But as we speak, because of um, the, our inability to get the police to comment on this matter as we speak, mm. we are not able to tell uh, whether there is any proof that these two incidents are linked uh, whatsoever. I see. And speaking about authorities in the area, it's been almost 24 hours after this attack. Any comment at all uh, from either the Regional Security Council or any other political leader or security agency in the area? Yeah, so I've been making efforts to speak with uh, Ahmadou Hamza Zanga, who is the uh, Boko Municipal Chief Executive and also the uh, head of MUSEC. Um, our efforts in the morning were not successful. He later replied to um, a message that I had left him saying that he was busy. And so he will get back to us later. Um, since then, we haven't been able to speak. Um, the impression I'm getting is that they are still doing the investigations because uh, one of the things that also happened yesterday after this incident was that there was a whole lot of, um, you know, reprisals. The uh, two factions, uh, from what we understand, may have opened uh, fire on each other. We do not know whether there are any casualties resulting from that. But what we know is that yesterday during curfew hours, there was a whole lot of shooting happening in Boko, uh, you know, in, in the Boko municipality. And we're told that the security had to also, you know, try to calm the situation down. And so that's what we know. Because of this, um, we are thinking that the RECSEC, uh, together with the Boko Municipal Security Council, have been busy, and that is why they have not yet right. responded to us. And indeed, we must but, point um, out that many attempts have been made by uh, political leaders, including the Vice President himself, who was recently in the area, uh, just uh, to try as much as possible to bring all the feeding factions together. Why, in your estimation, uh, is it the case that all of these efforts are not working? Well... If you speak to many people, uh, it appears that the conflict um, in recent times may just even be drifting away from its original cause, which had to do with the, dis uh, the disagreement over the chief It's more now it is more relatives or um, their, their members of their own ethnic group also feel that they must retaliate. And that is why these, these uh, incidents continue to occur. Uh, before,
of the areas, children don't even go to school regularly anymore because their teachers, um, you know, cannot come. If someone, um, for instance, belongs to one of the ethnic groupings and he has to go to the other side to go and teach in the school there, uh, the person will be afraid to do it. And so some teachers don't even go to school at all. We remember there was an incident where the uh, Ghana Health Service also indicated that um, people who uh, have HIV, you know, in, in the last one year or so, have not been able to get access to their drugs because the medical personnel and the health uh, officials are unable to work in Boko. Even the National Health Insurance had similar complaints that they cannot register people onto the scheme. And so it's something that is affecting then, you know, life in general in Boko. But um, nobody knows when this is all going to be over. I see. Um, grateful uh, for your time. Uh, Albert, sorry, providing us uh, with some updates of uh, the latest in the Upper East region. Uh, and we are taking a look at the concerns of the Senior Staff Association of uh, the public universities across uh, the country who have declared a strike, indicating that their members uh, who are charged with providing critical administrative roles uh, across public universities will be withdrawing their services nationwide, giving governments redundancy or perhaps dormancy in resolving their concerns uh, regarding conditions of service. We've been interacting with some uh, leading figures uh, of the group, and here's what they, they've got to say about day one of that strike. So the Senior Staff Association, KNUSD chapter, have begun their first day of protest against the government's decision to scrap their 50% basic allowance, which they have been taking over time. According to them, government started to scrap this allowance last year, November, without their consent. They are protesting against government decision, and they say they would not return to work until government restores this 50% basic allowance. Our main issues are two. The main issue has to do with our tier two that government has been holding and has not paid since February of last year. That is our main issue. And this issue has been an issue that we have gone to government on so many occasions trying to let government address this issue. But government has refused to address this issue. Some of our members have gone on pension and when you see the amount of money that they have been given, you realize that government is actually making things difficult for us. That is our main issue. And the second issue is about information that we have gathered. That indicates that the government is going to reduce our um, allowance, that is the overtime allowance, fixed overtime allowance from 50% to 10%. The government is giving a, a new name to the to the to the allowance uh, call in allowance. This has been an arrangement that we have had for a very long time and we feel that this is going to have an effect on our members. Imagine your salary you've been reduced to that level. These are issues that are so concerning to our members and that are the two main reasons why we have gathered to embark on this industrial action
So when they are to resume work is not clear yet. According to the association, they would only return to work upon government's decision to restore their 50% basic allowance. For Joy News, my name is Anabwati Dankwayadom, Kumasi. And from the Ashanti region, we head up north to UDS, where Machina Bugri reports. Uh, the various departments of the University for Development Studies have come to a halt following the declaration of the strike by the Senior Staff Association of Universities in the country. The union met to declare their support for the strike announced by their leadership. Speaking to the media chairman of the Senior Staff Association of the University for Development Studies, Mohamed Zakaria said if government indeed prioritizes universities in the country, it should have addressed these issues before the universities resume. The implications of the government actions are unacceptably severe, particularly for retirees from 2020 to 2023. We have been denied their rightful lump sums and are currently facing abject poverty and illness in their own houses for after a year of dedicated service to the public universities in Ghana. We are not coming back to work. Sure. Uh, and we know it is counterproductive, but we are saying that the government of Ghana should be held responsible for all the suffering that will arise as a result of um, this strike. It's unfortunate, as we have indicated, that this is the time that uh, the academic and administrative work is in full year. The government should have looked at that aspect and listened to us and solve the problem. The government failed to do that. Putting the poor students of this country into trouble. Because now we are packing back and baggage. So if government of Ghana is serious about the tertiary educational activities in Ghana, government should listen to us within the shortest possible time. But if government of Ghana thinks that Tertiary education is not a priority to it, then fine, we are fine with it. The people of Ghana, we are all watching. It's unfortunate though that we are saying that senior staff is not responsible. The government of Ghana is responsible for all the suffering of our, our staff and the students. That's exactly what. So today, we have declared an indefinite strike. Indefinite means indefinite. We are going to put in place a task force. If we get you in your office, we will take the right punitive action against you. Meanwhile, some students of the university are worried this would affect the academic calendar. Yeah, so as you know, after COVID, the academic calendar was distorted. So coming into this year, 2024, we're expecting that if all things being equal, we are going to have the academic calendar back to normalcy. And here is the case senior staff association have gone on strike. As you can see behind me, we are doing freshness of registration. We started last week. And then right after they leave here, they have to go to their various departments to make verification. You go to the offices right now, there is nobody there. 
and if you are not verified officially you are not a student you are not a very if you are not verified officially you are not counted as a as, as, as a student let me put it that way yeah so since they've gone on strike it's going to affect studies because after verification that is when you can don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a turbo tax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year turbo tax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And then here is the case, you can't even go and verify. This strike is really going to affect us a lot since uh, our lectures are very important when it comes to our academics. That's, that's mainly our purpose here. And then, as of now, uh, academic here has started and we are just roaming around as students. We are not attending lectures, nothing, just because of this particular thing. So we are just pleading with the government. We are really pleading with you so that our lectures, you help our lectures so that our lectures can come home. And James uh, Bannon Yakubo is the trustee of the uh, Senior Staff Association, Universities of Ghana, speaking uh, to me earlier. See, uh, but what I know is that um, before we went on uh, the industrial strike, we have written letters uh, to um, government. Uh, you know, before you embark on such a strike, you need to notify government at least uh, some number of days, like two weeks. We did that on the 4th of January. We didn't hear anything from them. And then... Uh, after we declared the strike, I saw some communique flying around. I don't know how to it is that Labour Commission is inviting us for a hearing. That I'm not too sure. Have you received that letter officially? Officially. Not that I can say. Yes. What the social media will suggest? Yeah, sometimes, something like that. You know, sometimes things can fly. So once I didn't get that official notification from the national seat, I cannot say that. Uh, are you willing to engage? Oh, why not? Why not? We are employed in the university to work. And nobody is happy to be at home, including myself. Look, my brother, let me tell you, sincerity, this strike, I'm not happy about it. It is, we, we are taking it as a pinch of salt because I have my case at the basic school. And the basic school is going to be affected. These children will be at home. This noble university, 40-something years, 50-something years, and they cannot assess their lump sum when it comes to pensions. This is a very serious issue. If we think that we are not thinking about now, we will also go, and the same thing will follow us. So why won't we let government know now that we are active? We should fight for those who are inactive so that at the end of the day, they can get what is due them. How can you work in the university for more than 40 years? You go home, they give you 2,000. 2,000. Some, some of them, 1,005. These are the realities on the ground. No university worker is happy. As when it comes to our pensions, they don't respect us. 
they do it anyhow. You go sometimes. When was the last time you engaged government? We have been engaging government on this. You can remember our last strike. It was the same thing. That's the old as some areas from 2010 to 2016. Then we fought government. Government paid uh, the the principal, and then uh, they didn't even use the appropriate rate. That you know, normally the, the laws of the pension are very clear. When you default, you default for a number of. Uh, when you default, there is three percent penalty slap on the the default uh, period. Okay, in this period, the default period now is. The default is eleven months. Eleven months. Yes. So you have to pay. You have to pay with the interest, and the one they paid last 2016, uh, 2010 to twenty sixteen, they used some. Uh, a simple interest instead of uh, the, the percentage rate, which did not go well with us. We was we actually saw change. We didn't get the value for money. You get it? So the law is cleared. We should, this time around, we are going by what the law says, that once you default, you must apply the uh, appropriate penalty sanctions. As stipulated in our uh, communique when we are called. The, the final question now is, if government wants to negotiate or talk with you at the National Labor Commission, it will then mean that you have to call off the strike. When it gets to no, that no, point, no. will you call we off will the not, strike? Will you call off? No, we will not call off the strike until all these things are finalized. We can be engaged with it. It is not a would that be engagement in good faith? Because usually the National Labor Commission will the, ask the, you to call call off the commission. Will, will you call off first before you no, engage? We will never. We don't call off strike while we engage. We know that. We have already informed them. We have followed the due process. So we've given them that two uh, weeks uh, notice. And they are aware. So if they are calling us, they are calling us to engage them whilst, I mean, they appeal to us to our conscience. If we, but I'm saying that this, this issue has been lingering for quite too long. And if we look at this strike, actually, we have closed everywhere, including security, hospital, and then basic school. This normally won't go on strike. We exempt some areas to work. But this time around, we have locked everywhere. So we want them to actually solve this problem once and for all. We believe Ghana, there's money. I don't want to hear there's no money issue. Because this country is rich. This is a rich country. We have everything. We have gold. We have everything. There's no mineral that we lack in this country. Let's treat our workers with some kind of decorous and respect. And then ask them to give out their best. Because if you treat me well, I will give up my best. You know, if you have your wife at home and you don't treat her well, you will see the difference. It's just the same thing. Our management, including uh, government, are not treating us very well. Recently, they are trying to touch our uh, hospital, free uh, uh, hospital care. I mean, all these things, how will you do that and you expect the worker to give up his or her best? These are the things we are talking about. And nobody should think that the invasive worker, we are so much interested in going on strike. No. Our interest is not strike. If governments solve our problem, we will come back to work. Because stay at home, what will I gain? Yes, sir. to health, uh, Ghana's vaccination and immunization against uh, six childhood killer diseases could face a major setback this year if the government fails to meet its co-financing obligations under the uh, Gavi vaccine initiative. 
According to stakeholders in health, the government, uh, of, uh, the government of Ghana in 2022 failed to meet 100% of its co-financing obligation and uh, only paid uh, in the first quarter of 2023. For 2023, the government made full payments of its obligation in 2024. Uh, let's get on Zoom now and uh, bring in Dr. Hilda Boy uh, the, uh, of the Pediatric Society of Ghana. Uh, she's uh, joining us via Zoom now. Thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us. Uh, for those who are not you know, familiar with the technical terms uh, of this uh, six um, killer diseases, uh, you know, how important is it to the development of children? Uh, and kindly unmute for us uh, so we are able to get your concerns. Hello, good afternoon to you and your listeners. Um, I'm not the CEO from Pediatric Association. I'm the Executive Director for Hope for Future Generations. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, Cecilia, welcome to the show. All, all the same, uh, you're equally concerned about what's happening, uh, just as the Pediatric Society is. Uh, and so we, we get to that straight off uh, by looking at the concerns of your group as well, the Hope um, for the Future Foundation. Uh, so for your group, I'm just wondering what your perspective uh, is on this matter. Okay, so thank you very much again. Um, we appreciate what the government of Ghana is doing and to ensure and secure the future of uh, our children and pregnant women. And so we are calling on government to meet its co-financing obligation to Gavi. Very important, the 2022 2023 government has done very well to pay 60 percent and in 2024 we heard that government has paid the rest of the 2023 co-financing we just want to be sure that this is done but the, from the feedback that we are getting from key stakeholders government has paid so that is it but the important thing is that any payment of this co-financing is important to give the opportunity to Gavi to secure vaccines for Ghana for our children. And so our focus or our call on government of Ghana to ensure that the co-financing for Gavi is paid early enough to enable Gavi get the vaccine for Ghana so that our children can be immunized so that we don't face shortage of vaccines in the middle of the year. Uh, the government is uh, currently facing uh, undoubtedly an economic challenge or crisis. Uh, in the wake of this, what recommendations are you making in terms of funding? Because that will be a key challenge. Well, we know government is facing challenges, but should we leave our children to die from preventable diseases? We know that investing in vaccine is the biggest investment you can do because if children fall sick, what will happen? The government will end up spending a lot of money. And we all believe in prevention is better than cured. We wait for children to get measles, to get diphtheria, and all other diseases before we go and be buying drugs and looking for treatment. Look at the struggle that our health system is going in. Health resource, health financing is becoming a challenge. Mm. We have our systemic issues already. We have right. our bureaucratic issues. It's, it's the our same children shouldn't suffer and, that because we are not able to meet their needs. Yeah, we and should it's not the main reason the for which I'm asking the question. Um, the government, in the wake of COVID-19, of course, um, brought about the uh, COVID levy post the pandemic. And that's why I'm asking if there are any immediate solutions in terms of financing. Okay. So we are, you know, we are still contributing to the COVID levy. 
And so stakeholders are calling on government to turn that COVID levy that we are contributing for health and also meet its co-financing obligations, not only for Gavi, but also to perform. I think we are not meeting our co-financing obligation. How can we stay on our own if our health is depending on donors? I don't think that is what we all want now in this country. Grateful uh, for your time, Cecilia Sanu, CEO for uh, Hope of the Future uh, Foundation, joining us uh, here. The uh, stories we're looking at uh, also include uh, what's been happening uh, in some of our hospitals across the country uh, because in the heart of the Busa North municipality in the Upper East region uh, within Sandama Hospital, originally designed to be a haven of care, uh, stands in the state of disrepair. Um, Whenever it rains, the hospital's roof betray their duty, leaking profusely. The structure has not escaped the ravages of time, displaying gaping cracks that question the integrity of the infrastructure. Health workers and patients say they find themselves in an unsafe environment for a closer look into this uncertain reality. Uh, join my colleague Jojo Kovner in the first episode of Ghana's Sick Hospitals. So can't you see on these and puppies the sweat to know that this it is an ultimate walk of shame for any visitor to the Sandema Hospital in the Bulsan North District of the Upper East Region. If you are blindfolded, dumped here in the corridor, and the cloth is pulled from your eyes, you could never guess that this place is a hospital. The walls are dirty and the paint almost peeling off. The ceiling is moldy, greenish-brown and rotting away. The corridors are dark and dingy. The medical superintendent of the hospital, Dr. Emanuel Poku, is unhappy with the state of the hospital. But he's also very worried about the safety of nurses and patients because of the gaping cracks in the walls. When it rains, almost all the walls leak, including the medical suit's office. And uh, during rainy seasons, it makes uh, seeing patients very difficult because sometimes you need to get to a safe place to cater for the patient and uh, we'll be grateful if you could get help. As the head of the facility, he works with a news team to show the dangerous state of the facility. A substantial and alarming crack traverses the length of the wall extending from floor to ceiling. So th- this, this was formerly used as a dispensary uh, but because of the nature of the cracks, they have to move to the other side. Every part of the almost 94-year-old hospital leaks badly. Why are you still working in a place that you don't feel safe? And if I ever had an accident or something happened to me and I need to visit the hospital immediately. This is where I'll be rushed to. I will just quickly rush into uh, the consulting room one to see exactly what is happening there. This room is where patients receive care from doctors and physician assistants. But a cursory glance shows the room is not hospitable. Just like the corridor, the walls are crying for a fresh coat of paint. 
The leather upholstery of the chair for patients is badly torn, exposing a dirty brown cushion. The state of the furniture is so bad that you would rather consider standing to receive diagnosis. The floor tiles are broken, weak and unsafe. Although the state of the consulting room is nothing to write him about, physician assistant Eric Ayariga has bigger worries. Safety, as you all know, it's a universal demand. It's a basic, fundamental thing. But safety in my consulting room with what I'm seeing, of course, no. However, once we are man... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. We to give services. We have to sit under such conditions to be able to render services to less privileged. So safety, I'll say no. Mary is nearing 70 in a native of Sandema. She witnessed the hospital lose its luster over the years. She's passionate about the children's ward, which has also deteriorated. So, we entered the children's ward to get a sense of her concerns. The ceiling paints a perfect picture of neglect. Mild growth is evident and this can be attributed to leakage caused by persistent rain. A fetid and pleasant odor wafts through the children's ward, further emphasizing the impact of the water damage. The wooden window frame shows clear evidence of decay, with sections displaying a spongy texture in some areas leaving the frame structurally compromised. Residents of Sandema are not happy with the state of their hospital. 45-year-old Jerry Atimbi Akanawe leads a group called Common Interest to address some of these challenges. But resolving the poor state of the hospital is beyond them. So they want the government to step in. We've done a lot about this district and some department. But for the hospital, it is something that uh, when we heard about the hospital state, we came to the management to find out the problems and we realized that the problems were beyond the hospital itself. Most of the offices, from the OPD to even the doctor's office, to the children's ward and other places, are all just in a bad condition. In fact, I managed to pull him aside to have one on one on him. And he said, I should write. I did. I wrote the letter to him, to the Minister of Health. 
standing our hospital, the sovereign nature of our hospital. It is so terrible. I was pleading with him if he can put us on agenda 111. And then uh, he said for now, as at that time, uh, they will look at it. So I should write. And I've written the letter. But I'm hoping that uh, something good will come out of it. And then at the meeting with head of department and then donor uh, partners back at Bolga uh, Regional Coordinating Council, I made a cry about the hospital. The municipal chief executive, Vida Akantagriwen Anab, is supposed to provide solutions to this problem. But the municipal assembly is broke. With less than a year for her tenure to expire, she has one wish. If I have one word, I will want government to work on our hospital. It's now a municipal hospital. That is the referral center. And it's not for only for Blisa. We have Blisa South, they refer here. We have Kasuna Nankana, West, they refer here. We have our neighbors, the Mampulises, they refer. It's a referral center. And so they should work on our hospital. Some are people because we are suffering. She hoped that the government would build a new hospital under the ambitious project of constructing 111 district hospitals, Babulsa North was not considered. So I found the hospital there. Like I said, that was where I was working as a midwife. And I'm now on retirement. And looking at the hospital, it is just not good. I am pleading with the Minister of Health and then to Dr. Shansari, if they can come to our aid, it's so sorry. The people are the people are really suffering because of the hospital. Yes. And because of that, so many nurses are running away from the hospital. Well, as the MC and others complain about the poor state of the hospital, some patients question the essence of your hospital, which cannot provide simple gauze and other essentials for dressing wounds. <laughs> how come say we all day matter inside we all day suffer? Mary says although she has a valid national health insurance card, nurses always tell them to bring the supplies because the government has not fully reimbursed them. What do you call a hospital that cannot provide simple supplies like gauze for dressing wounds? Sick hospital in need of healing. Jojo Kobner, join you. Them get ice, but them know they see. Them get hot, but them know they feel. Some too they get mind, but them know they think. That be why we all day inside a boat where we they sink ourselves. And it's the first in our series of uh, sick hospitals. You can always expect join us to bring you updates on that.
So to come, why are too many Ghanaian women becoming obese? That's the question we're asking this afternoon. Percent of our women are either um, obese or overweight, specifically about 22% of them that are obese and 28% of them that are overweight. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it falls down into spoilers. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Blessing. Do you know of any good medical school I can take off you to? Oh, Fifi, is that why you're looking all moody? And I have some good news for you. The College of Medicine and Allied Sciences, COMAS, Accra, Ghana, is a degree-awarding institution, and they offer Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery using the Graduate Entry Medical Programs, Bachelor of Diagnostic Imaging, and BSc Health Information Management. All these programs are accredited by GTEC. Their bilingual curriculum prepares you to consult in French. But I'm worried about admissions. Admissions are ongoing contact us on facebook or on instagram at info.comas or call us on 0208-456-556 or send them an email info at comas.edu.gh comas the citadel of the holistic professional medical education back in the day i was gonna man but something was missing until i found the one HD Plus is not your regular free-to-air decoder. For a small fee, you get to experience great services and exciting world of content. Dial star 879 hash on your mobile phone and subscribe for as low as 290 cities. Hash them. This one is different. The images are five times clearer in HD picture quality. And I'm loving the feely-feely experience. <laughs> HD Plus, I love you. But I'm still here. <laughs> HD Plus for better for less that's right get your HD Plus decoder from any Electroland outlet or our dealer shops the best gift you can give a loved one is good health. The Love FM Fitness Walk is the only platform which prevents this exclusive opportunity to walk with your friends, partner, granny, kids, abongo, empnang, obia, ukunus, etc. to stay healthy. Banks, insurance companies, construction companies, hospitals, schools, security services, various fitness groups. Come and let's shake up the stress. Start looking for your walking kids so and let's hit the streets of Kumasi. 
to de-stress, exercise, and burn some calories. You could also send us a minute video. Shijama Kakra, Yedede Kakra, as cooperating institutions, groups, or individuals declaring your readiness to partake in the walk. Stay with love, 99.5 FM, and Isha, 104.5 FM, and get more details on the walk. Or call 0245-594-425 for inquiries. Remember, Fitness Walk is on Saturday, 3rd February, 2024, at the Kumasi City Mall, 6 a.m. for staying with us here on The Pulse. Now, the 2022 Ghana Demographic and Health Survey report has revealed that the number of uh, women that are overweight are more than twice as men. The report uh, specifies that 50.2% of women aged 15 to 49 are either overweight or obese, with 20.7% of men within that uh, age bracket also either overweight or obese. Government statistician Samuel uh, Enim added that people in urban centers tend to be weightier than those in rural communities. The issue of obesity, but f- both from the children perspective and the adult um, perspective, the conversation on obesity would always, would always have to be looked at from the perspective of the drivers um, of obesity. Prior to the statistics on obesity, we showed our consumption patterns in terms of women that are consuming Di- um, diversify food and women that are consuming um, unhealthy food. And what we put out there is that we have about 50% of our women aged 15 to 49 years that are consuming unhealthy food, specifically French fries, the chocolates, the um, all the all the food that comes with heavy oil based are identified as on un- unhealthy food. And this has translated in we seeing that about 50% of our women are either um, obese or overweight, specifically about 22% of them that are obese and 28% of them that are overweight. While we see lower numbers for males, but it's still a matter of concern about the faith of our men, 15 to 49 years, are either obese or overweight, specifically with 3.9% of them being ob- obese. Um, we, we, we see 
a relationship between children that are obese and, and their age. We see a higher percentage of those 0 to 6 months that are obese, specifically about 8.2%, and this figure reduces to about 2% for children within the age bracket 40 to 59 months. What we've realized is that of the 7... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Sustainable development goals. The, the demographic and health survey is able to give us information on seven out of the 17 sustainable development goals. For instance, the, susten the sustainable development goal one, which touches on no poverty through the data collection around issues of health, wealth, and basic services, we are able to provide an updated data on no poverty. The same applies to zero hunger, good, good health, quality education, gender equality, and also partnerships based on the proportion of people that are using internet services. Well, joining us uh, in studio now is Godwin Odeja, the head of uh, Demographic uh, Statistics, uh, Directorate of the Ghana Statistical Service. Uh, and uh, thanks for your time here in studio uh, with us. Of course, I'm just uh, uh, trying to <laughs> go through a number of very inter interesting findings that we see in this uh, very document. Uh, quite a simple one that you've summarized for us, pointing out a number of issues relating to uh, demographics and health, which is very critical for any nation that wants to develop. But let's start off with this um, concern about women's nutritional status across the country. The fact that, quote, 50% are overweight, or bees, as the report is finding out. What's the implication? Well, uh, thank you very much, and uh, greetings from Ghana's Statistical Service. Uh, today, we launched the 2022 Ghana Demographic and Health Survey. Uh, the main idea behind this is to uh, look at our population and health situation. So we look at a number of issues relating to fertility, uh, child mortality, uh, nutritional status of women and children, mm. and then also the, uh, our lifestyle. So one is the, uh, the issue relating to our weight and height and all those. Yeah. So we did that for uh, children and then women. So and then it's also got to do with uh, our dietary uh, issues. So if you listen uh, this morning carefully to the government statistician, uh, he made mention uh, the proportion of women uh, who uh, possibly take uh, what is called a uh, uh, Dietary practices, yeah. and uh, we have the minimum uh, uh, dietary diversity, which the preferred one, and that one is the 50%. Where, and then also those who have been taking uh, sweet beverages, and then also that they form the 37%. Mm. Then we have the other group, uh, those who have been taking the unhealthy food, right. they constitute uh, 28%. And all this in. Uh, uh, have implication on our life. So it's one of the key issues which uh, we pointed out today in the in the lunch. I see. And I'm, I'm concerned about women, as I was pointing out earlier, about yeah, so dietary it, it, it has uh, and, and, and health how, implications. Yes. It has health implications. Mm -hmm. Once we overweight, mm -hmm. it, it has uh, implication on our health. That's we are inviting uh, Diseases to our body because we've not been exercises and all those things. So it's a concern, it's a policy issue which we need to address. Looking at the figures, 
I'm looking at the age distribution, and it's somewhere around 20 to 49. Yes. That's uh, quite a youthful population there. Actually, yeah, we, 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 the demographic and health survey for women, we pick information from 15 to uh, uh, 49 years. So that cutoff, 20 to uh, 49, mm. as a key issue. And these are the time uh, women will be in their reproductive age group. So once they become obese and issues leading to pregnancy will definitely affect their life. So we using the, the DHS to uh, monitor our health programs. And to be fair, also, uh, there's also the provision for men. It's not as though this is all about women. And also, you've been looking at some critical aspects uh, to um, children's nutrition and how the issue of stunted growth yes. has become a, a national challenge. I'm looking at the you know, national distribution here uh, with significant figures, for instance, coming through from the northeast region, 29%, as high as 29%. Uh, and, of, of course, you have um, the greater Accra region, um, the, the figure is not too clear there, but uh, they are equally experiencing some uh, very worrying percentage points. Why are we seeing the increasing case of stunted growth uh, across the country? Yes, um, it's got to do with uh, the nutritional status of those children. Mm. And uh, looking at one's uh, age and height, supposed to achieve a particular nutritional status. So putting all these things into consideration and being measured in a standard way, uh, be able to measure those who are standard by looking at the person's height to age and all those things. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then uh, and it's all brought down to the nutritional status of these children. So it's cut across. Even though we've done well over the years, but then there are still variations uh, in terms of the nutritional status of uh, children, as you've mentioned, and what, what we had in the morning. The infant mortality rate also coming down significantly, as we're seeing uh, on this chart you've provided, giving us a, a trend of what's happening across the country. Uh, it appears we're doing well looking at the figures from, you know, the 80s as you've tracked it all the way to 2022. Uh, have you, you know, gone back to check perhaps uh, what's accounting for this, if this is more driven by, uh, you know, medical infrastructure or perhaps it's just a case of uh, advanced technology, if we should. That. Yes, uh, yes, we, we, we've done well because if you look at where we're coming from for the infant, uh, as far as uh, uh, 77 uh, deaths per thousand live births, uh, that is 1988. Uh, mm -hmm. Now it has come down to uh, 28 for the 2022 demographic and health survey. Let's see that uh, we've really come far. And uh, it's got to do with. Uh, uh, practices and then behavioral uh, issues. Issues like uh, children attending to healthcare facilities when they are sick and mother attending to the children and all those things. Also, uh, we reduce the infant mortality. Uh, we were able to take all these things into consideration. So I can say that uh, um, basically uh, our practices, healthcare issues, seeking healthcare uh, at the appropriate time, will all reduce the, uh, what is called the infant mortality, as well as the, the nutritional status of all these children, if they are not more nourished and all those things, will definitely help us to reduce the um, infant uh, mortality. Uh, that is the reason why we've, you've seen the figures. Yeah, and again, from. you're painting a national picture, giving a, a regional breakdown as well. And here again, somewhere up north in the Upper East region, 
you have the figure surging really high. Is it the case that there's some peculiar challenge with the northern parts of the country in terms of standard growth? You have, you know, child mortality also facing quite a significant challenge there. Yes, so as I must do, uh, we didn't ask why there's this high death mm. in the descent, but then you can use the from, yeah. uh, issues relating to mm. health issues and practices. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to mm -hmm. the southern part where we've been having uh, access to health issues. Mm. So if you look at uh, what was presented uh, this morning, yes. we look at the, the, the distance to uh, the health facility. facility. Okay. So that, could, that could be another yes, contribution. distance to health right. facilities. Mm. We look at those uh, who uh, do more than two hours or more. So from uh, 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 as low as 0.8%, percent in the uh, eastern region right yes we have as high as uh, 11.6 percent mm. uh in around ot side so it's so once you start going up north there's a challenge of access or perhaps proximity to not not really yeah, well, that because we've not done scientific that when to, you go out exactly. yes, yes but then but uh, the trends are sure. showing that, that the numbers are higher up there yes the numbers and the, the, the northern part of ghana the numbers are, are high and it is not uh, uh what is called uh a recent issue uh, is called, well, if you look at the way, uh, time we conducted the, the DHS Survey, from yes. 1988, yes, it has been coming down, mm. but we can still say that it is still high. Uh, if there's anything the nation needs to be picking up from these findings you're uh, putting out, uh, what recommendations are you putting out there, and uh, why would you say that these figures that you're putting out in this latest report ought to be taken seriously? Yeah, so we, we, if you look at uh, our findings, we attempt to compare it to our national target and the, the global SDG goals to see whether by 2030 we'll be able to achieve some of the these uh, SDG indicators. So issues relating to uh, access to uh, health facility, uh, the more closer it is, the more uh, people can or the population can have access to this uh, health listing. And then also uh, the... The, the, the times we visit the, the, what is called the, the hospitals, the clinics, also is an issue. Once there's a, a sickness, then you are able to visit there. At that same day, that would be better because you have access to faster response compared to those who delay in going to the district. So putting all these things together will account for uh, our health uh, status, whether we're doing well or not. Are we going to make that target based on, you know, the projections you're making now and then all these figures that you're putting Yes, together? Ghana, we've done very well. And uh, if you look at the, the, what, the what is called the, uh, the infant mortality rate, right. now we, we're hovering around 28, but the expectation is that, yes, it should, it should be maybe less than 12. Mm -hmm. Then the, the under 5 will be uh, less than 25. Mm -hmm. So if you look at where we are now, yes. under five, we are at somewhere 40 mm -hmm. uh, deaths per thousand live births. Yes. Yes. As to whether by the 2030 mm -hmm. we'll be able to achieve this in this, what we need to uh, fight for, we need to work towards it, mm -hmm. see whether by 2030 we should be able to achieve the under five and then the infant mortality target. Would you say that we need some more time beyond the 2030 target to at least deal with some of the... No, the, the, 20, uh, the, 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 the target is the 2030. Yeah, that's the deadline. Yes. So that's so we, what what we have to do is to uh, work towards the 2030 through uh, health intervention programs and all those things. 
then we'll be able to uh, reduce the infant to a bearable minimum to hit that target. Yeah, but if it took us um, more than 10 years to get to where we are now. Yes. Uh, Going by the rate at, at, at the decrease. That's all we may be able going to the, achieve going some at of the, the increasing rate. You, you obviously know yeah. that will we be We may be able to us, achieve right? some of the target. Mm -hmm. Some two we may not be able to achieve. And, and which one do you predict might be? No, I will not predict us? now. <laughs> yeah, I will not yeah, predict yes, now. Because I'm just looking at the <laughs> yes. numbers and, and trying to make sense of them. Yes, I think the 1988, for instance, as you're putting The beauty of it is... To 2022, yes. it's moving from 77, bringing us to 28,000 live births. Right. So we still need the same period of time, or at least half of it, to, to clear everything out. Yes, so if you look at uh, where we were in 2014 mm -hmm. for the under-5 mortality, it was um, 60,000 live births. And then by 2022, yes, we moved to 40. So it's possible we can achieve, looking mm -hmm. at the way we go, we're going down to mm -hmm. that level. Right. It's possible we can achieve some too. We may not be able to... And I was talking about the recommendations earlier, and if there are some recommendations you, you, you've put into this document, at least to inform policy and to inform um, action from stakeholders, what would that, what, what would yes, that be? Yes, definitely. We, we've been working with uh, Ghana's uh, health service in monitoring of these programs. So if you look at the issues we raise, yeah. one is got to do with the uh, seeking of services. So, so the campaign should go on. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, proximity to these essential facilities. We should look at it and see uh, how best we can minimize the distance people travel in seeking uh, health services. All these are some of the issues you can pick on and then make recommendations so that we, once we work towards it, we'll be able to uh, reduce our in front of another five. Uh, and, and, and to be fair as well, uh, your findings end at 2022, which means that uh, we have, um, you know, a two-year lag, if, if we can put it out as such. If we're to carry out a survey today, looking at, you know, some of the findings you've made, do you have a, a sense of belief that things might either have improved or decreased? Yes, yeah, so once we've launched this report, Ghana Health Service have been using the report to study the report, and then improve on the services that they've been delivering. So that's the reason why you see all the, most of the indicators are going down because of the, the data they've been planning with, and then working towards the, that they will be able to uh, reduce those, uh, what is called, areas where we think are high to a low, a bearable figure for us to sometimes achieve the, uh, the SDG Targets. The World Bank, the Global Fund, as well, are all partners in this project. Uh, the issue about funding, that will be critical in if we want to you know, speedily be beat the curve, as some experts would say. How crucial is the issue of funding, uh, both to... No, for funding, I think I may not go there, because I will leave that one for the Ghana Health For But for, we, for funding for data collection and all those things, and then coming out with reports and all those things, I think we are doing very well. Oh, we have to leave it here. Thank you so much uh, for spending some time uh, with us uh, here uh, on the polls. Uh, and that's it about the 2022 demographic and health survey uh, a report there uh, for you by the Ghana Statistical Service. But uh, we stay on the environment because the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, is uh, challenging uh, the private sector to explore positive aspects of the climate change uh, effect. The CEO of the EPA, Dr. Henry Kovnakukofu, is speaking at a carbon credit agreement signing between the Joss Group and EKI Energies said the climate change is negatively affecting human activity. It
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Also has a positive aspect. We therefore strongly urge the Ghanaian businesses to explore the positive side of climate change to make climate smart investments. Change is impacting the people in several ways as the country sits at the intersection of three hydroclimatic zones. Changes in rainfall, weather conditions and sea level rise will affect the salinity of coastal waters. This is expected to negatively affect both farming and fishing activities. However, the chief executive officer of the Environmental Protection Agency, Dr. Henry Kukufu, speaking at a carbon credit agreement between the Jospin Group and EKI Energy, said Ghanaian private sector businesses must explore the positives of climate change. There are lots of advantages out there, particularly for the private sector. And uh, just one group of companies, uh, Dr. Japan has done so well uh, leading the way and the pathway. We've been talking about uh, climate change effects, the negative aspect, but there are positivities, and that is what you are witnessing. There are climate smart investment out there. 175 different areas that one can invest in, um, running from um, nature-based solutions to uh, built environment uh, uh, solutions, whereby recycling, use, and um, the circular economy closing the circuit. So um, it, is, it is a very good uh, example. Uh, it is for all of us to see that uh, going forward, uh, climate uh, prosperity plans also involves the private sector, now state actors to come on board to play. The one billion dollar credit, the one billion dollar carbon credit agreement between the two companies is to boost Ghana's carbon credit rating over five years, and also to give the Johnson Group an exclusive carbon trading right with EKI Energy Services. Joseph Siawe Japan is the CEO of the Jospin Group. Briefly, it's partnership and collaboration. We all know that the world now is into carbon, it's into climate change issues, and as just pointed that we are yet coming in. We needed a partner strong like EKI to handhold us so that we can uh, develop very strongly into that market. So it's a collaboration in terms of technical finance and development so that we can get into that space of uh, business very, very strongly. So this year, 2024, we're going to map up strategies of how developing better into this market by taking its segments very strongly and then seeking the technical advice of Ministry of um, Environment in the person of Dr. Derry and Dr. Benefo and all the other carbon credit um, officers. And then also with UKI coming in, I think that we're going to go a long way uh, for carbon issues to help this country, Ghana, and as well as everyone. The CEO of EKI Energy Services, Manish Kumar Dabkara, assured of the company's commitment and readiness 
to execute the agreement. So, uh, since we do have uh, uh, supplied more than 200 million uh, credits till date, and um, we do have very good expertise uh, to pro- to work on uh, various different um, uh, programs which are there in the international carbon markets, various different technologies uh, which are located in various different nations. So, we do have very good technical expertise uh, to execute the project right from the project uh, installation uh, or doing EPC, doing uh, getting the project registrations, getting the project verifications and then ultimately sell the credits in the international carbon market to, uh, to gain the um, uh, carbon finance uh, uh, for the investors. So this is uh, the specific uh, technical expertise we do have. With the JustPon Group taking the lead in exploring the positive aspects of climate change, it is expected other sectors of the Guinean economy will follow suit to increase the country's carbon rating. And you're watching the polls uh, on the Join News channel. We'll return shortly. file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alexa in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm super hits radio radio joy 99.7 listen to joy fm Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. On air. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. The best- 
best gift you can give a loved one is good health. The Love FM Fitness Walk is the only platform which prevents this exclusive opportunity to walk with your friends, partner, granny, kids, abongo, empna, obia, ukunuskubate, etc. to stay healthy. Banks, insurance companies, construction companies, hospitals, schools, security services, various fitness groups. Come and let's shake up the stress. Start looking for your walking kids so and let's hit the streets of Kumasi to de-stress, exercise, and burn some calories. You can also send us a minute video. Shijama Kakra, Yedede Kakra, as cooperating institutions, groups, or individuals declaring your readiness to partake in the walk. Stay with love, 99.5 FM, and Isha, 104.5 FM, and get more details on the walk. Or call 0245-594-425 for inquiries. Remember, Fitness Walk is on Saturday, 3rd February, 2024, at the Kumasi City Mall, 6 a.m. Well, I mean, the challenges in the school, uh, which I'm sure a lot of the a lot of us that went to boarding school around the time, private food, we had water problems, we had sewage problems. We're being bullied when you're in form one, form two. The bullying was very hard at the time. Sometimes we have to hide in the classroom after prep because you don't want to come to the dormitory because the seniors were wild. I mean, at the time, <laughs> but you certainly didn't escape the bullying. Of course, I didn't. I mean, I was both bullied. The time that we were in school, we had proper men in school. It's not now that everybody's, everybody's young and they are boys. We had men. I remember I could put my eyes into some seniors that were fathers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were in the school. And the school is quite big as well. Yeah. And you will be sent from dormitory to uh, some a master's house about several kilometers away just to go and buy food for <laughs> a senior who feels around 10 o'clock in the night he's hungry. Goodness. Oh, yeah. So you dance for it? No more. It was three for countryside.
Bible must go society. The main purpose that we even formed the Label Masquerade Society was in to influence the kids in the neighborhood. The last time we sponsored the child, some of the children came to say, Pastor, um, I'm going to learn hard. I'm going to make sure I do well in school so that you can help me get some books. We are using the bomb as a way of reaching the vulnerable people in the society. That is what we stand out for. This is even their third year, and they are doing extremely good in the labor community. This is not Ali, this is Temwa. If you've been around for some time, you would have uh, a very high regard for this brand, Ghanaian Times. At some time in the 90s, it was simply a fashion to buy graphic and times, uh, even uh, if you cannot read. Uh, such a great uh, product is now undergoing some difficulties. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, workers say the news uh, products are no longer uh, sustainable. Uh, its uh, printing machines uh, have been sold under uh, controversial circumstances, as has been alleged, and also staff uh, have not even been uh, paid, as we understand, since December 2023. This is the very sad story uh, for the New Times Corporation. The workers have uh, enumerated all of these concerns in a petition sent to the National Media Commission. Uh, we can uh, bring you excerpts of uh, that petition to the Commission, uh, which you see on the screens right now, pointing out a number of issues. First of all, talking about the sustainability of uh, the new products the company has, the controversial selling of uh, some printing machines, as has been alleged, and also selling of almost all of uh, the vehicles uh, supposedly uh, belonging to the company. And uh, the issue about leasing more than half of uh, the corporation's property to uh, some investors, as the reports are pointing out. But what's happening at the print media business in Ghana, and uh, is the taste for news uh, print shifting? Well, that, these are the questions that we are asking uh, this afternoon. And uh, joining us uh, now is Imano Oparijan, national uh, organizer of the uh, Private Newspaper Publishers Association of Ghana. Imano, uh, thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us here uh, on the polls. And, of course, just as I was pointing out, the Times new, uh, Corporation is a very respected brand, um, but it appears that there are, there are some difficulties there. Help us understand and appreciate what's happening to this brand. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I think uh, we are looking at the newspaper business or the industry together. And uh, the challenges of Ghanaian Times are common to a lot of media houses as we speak. Basically, maybe Ghanaian Times is looking at the management level and the challenges of their, their management, thinking that maybe... 
uh, is the happiness of leadership. Mm. Uh, but if you pick the industry as a whole, yeah. I see it as a, a challenge to the industry where there are new challenges and new uh, development in the industry. And therefore, there's a shift of patronage to the newspaper. A decline in sales, advert is not coming because of economic situations and others. If the Indian Times issue has to be addressed, then I... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I think uh, I see it more of a, a governmental intervention. I see. In the, for the industry. Even if uh, uh, the best economist is sent to Ghanaian Times to manage... That would be a the, challenge. That would be a challenge. Uh, and, and in fact, I'm glad that you're pointing out that this is an industrial challenge. Uh, the newspaper uh, the industry appears to be suffering some challenges because of uh, the advent of technological advancement and all of that. But we see some of the states... Um, uh, you know, newspapers, aside times, trying to upgrade or perhaps move on to new media and, and you know, bringing on board some new policies. Is this, you know, something that others within the space should be considering? At this yeah, I, I think what has to be done in Ghanaian times is to let them appreciate where we are now. Mm. The new trend, the digital space, subscription-based, digital subscription address is where they have to encourage. Mm. Uh, if they don't have the equipment to do that, I, I believe that this is the time they should use the challenge they are facing now to transform into that sector of development. Where is the new way to go? Because if, if you pick the physical newspaper, as yeah. we, we, we call it, uh, it's, it's, the sales is declined uh, across the, the country. What is currently sustaining the industry is a little bit of subscription. Mm. That is physical subscription. And, and it's basically done by the state. Uh, but let, let's look at the examples elsewhere because uh, you're very experienced, so you understand what happens uh, else, elsewhere. Can't we adopt some of these best practices um, out of Ghana and just uh, adopt them into our system so we can sustain these uh, newspapers? Yeah, it's, 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 it's now, these days, it's even common to read what is going on, the trend. That's what I said, the digital level is what is. Digital subscription is, is key now right. in the newspaper industry. And that is where a lot of the newspaper business are going. If you pick the Washington Post and others, that is what is giving them the revenue that is needed to sustain the business, not the physical one. The, the positive thing of newspaper is because uh, it has that credibility. Yeah. So when somebody is assessing it online, the, the, that credibility is there for you to no. ensure that whatever you are picking the news is, uh, is authentic. And it really helps to fight this disinformation and misinformation that we all think is a threat to us as a country. So uh, they have to. And, and maybe, maybe uh, management in Ghanaian times, you know how some have been for a very long time to come. Maybe they, they have to appreciate the new trend yeah. and train towards it and use it. And perhaps I'm also looking at the cost of production these days. That, that could be a hurdle, knowing that you, you know, we're in difficult economic times. Uh, all these newspapers, will you probably have challenges even printing yeah. um, the papers it, itself? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very expensive to do. Mm. And, and we cannot do that, the intervention of the state. Right. I saw it, because it's an industry we are talking about. Right. We are not, not, not just one. Not just something. Yeah, one and it's an industry that, at the moment, there are other demand for the news, mm -hmm. where there are people have the options 
to go to the WhatsApp and the other digital platform to. So if the government refuses to see the need that newspaper is part of national development process, and whatever is published, yeah. like you know, because in the morning, if you listen to a lot of radio stations, it, it becomes the raw material for, for, for discussion. Yeah. So if government comes in to intervene, and the intervention is in terms of ensure that there's enough adverts yeah. by our, our laws, mm. the national uh, procurement policies, it's, en en it's ensuring that any government institution must advertise what you want to okay. procure. Okay. And therefore, to do it must be done in newspapers. And okay, so if, if I get your point now, uh, government could discriminate positively or perhaps ensure that no, any time advertisements ought to be done, it's, it's, it's it must even, be in yeah, every newspaper. They can, they can, they can deal with the, the established institutions like Primpad, right. where we have membership of about 70. So you deal you with, sit them, down with them. Yes. And, okay, this year, the budget for government institutions in terms of adverts yeah. is maybe 1 million Ghana cities. Right. Can we seed 60% to the yes. private sector? Then within the membership, you know how to redistribute it. Right. And the, the impact that the government is looking for, we definitely get it. We are partners of development. When COVID came, I quite remember that we were called to, for discussion and yeah. we gave them our words and we were able to ensure that our members carry out the advert for them. And yeah. at the same time, we were able to carry the information from the right source. But Emmanuel, this is where, of course, another criticism we're facing us as the media that, well, if it comes to the money, if it comes to the revenue, you're there for it. But an individual venture as well yeah we, we that's what we do at the end of the day we all help national development we are part and parcel of development of, of the country whether it's an individual or it's a it's a, it's a state institution right we all come in to be part when the industry is not well protected then of course we'll begin to have infiltration of people say politicians have taken over the, the media space. space people are not well paid and therefore they are easily influenced and others we are looking for an area where members within the industry will be well trained so they can produce what is needed towards where the country wants to go. I was just watching uh, this climate change issue. Yeah. It's an issue that when the media decide to pick it up and speak about it, we are speaking to a level where, as a country, we are all benefiting from. So I believe that government coming in to help the industry to grow, we are doing it for Ghanaians. And, and before our, our, our democratic, uh, democratic institution, those in that industry, the Kokubakons, the Kosiprat, the Benefsons, and others. very significant. key role. So these people were industry players, and they were, they were fighting for Ghana. So why now that very industry is left to die? It shouldn't die. It shouldn't. Yeah, it, it shouldn't. shouldn't. Die. <laughs> uh, let's look at the way forward, and if there's a message from Primberg uh, to government, uh, especially through the Ministry of Information, because that's the sector agency that you'd have to engage on this. What will be the message? And are you willing to engage with, with the government on more, this? More than willing. Mm. More, more than willing. And Primpark, our position is uh, if we, they see like it's a private sector that we are dealing alone, uh, we cannot survive. Right. Government must come in. We are not asking government to come in to influence what we write or we do. But we are asking government to consider we will be part and parcel of the national development agenda. Yeah. We will be part of, if it's education, we will be there. Yeah. If it's health, we will be there. If it's transportation, we will be there. Any sector of the economy that is needed to ensure that Ghanaians appreciate what we are doing for development. We are there. So yeah. government must come in to help. And Ghanaian Times issue is not only management level, it's an industry problem. I see. And we need to solve we and deal to solve. with all of these yes. issues. Any final message to ah, well, those who perhaps may let, be let, let philanthropic organizations yeah, that want to, who don't want to also, help? That's critical. Yeah, let's also put it Corporate Ghana. Corporate Ghana 
press release is common to us <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to adverts yes. um what they normally use as an excuse that oh you your paper is too sharp is, is no it's perceived to be for ndc or mpp but they are doing that to the industry mm. i always stress on the industry yeah. but they have been doing it if it's democrat so you are ndc if it's daily guy they say you are mpp so none is benefiting from what corporate Ghana must do. So corporate Ghana, please, support us to survive. And when we survive, we will be able to help you also survive better. Indeed. And that's all we want. Ima, I'm grateful uh, that you've been able to uh, join us in studio. Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, but let's talk about another industry that's facing a challenge. That's the Ghana Private Road and Transport Union. Uh, they've agreed to put on hold and the proposed increment in transport fares. This follows a directive uh, coming through from the Ministry of Transport uh, to all uh, the general public to disregard the announcement by GPRTU on the planned increment in transport fares. The GPRTU issued a press release uh, claiming that at a national management meeting held at the Transport uh, Union House on the 16th of January 2024, it was resolved that transport fares be adjusted upwards by 20% across uh, board uh, and all loading points uh, of the union effective uh, the 24th of January 2024. Uh, the ministry says that there was no negotiation with these transport operators to review the fares. Speaking to Benjamin Akapo on the AM show this morning, General Secretary of GPRTU, Godfred uh, Bombri, uh, said members have decided to heed the directive from the ministry. Bombri, so yes. are you going to stick with your increase? Even if you have this conversation with the transport ministry, are you still going to push for an increment? You know, I heard that. I told you mentioned that the minister had asked to put a hold on it. So definitely, until you go back to them and sit down. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying when you go back to them, when you go back yes. to them, that's what I mean. Will you still push for an increment? No, that the meeting will decide. And but I'm happy he said that uh, about 99.9 percent. .9%. I think uh, if he had made 100 percent, I would have said no. But I agree with what he said. But we'll go back to them and the meeting will decide. All right. Gentlemen, Mr. Abubere and then... Uh... Meanwhile, uh, some uh, passengers uh, joining us engaged this morning have been uh, dismissing any attempt to increase transport first. They say that the timing is wrong and will negatively affect them. Drivers are about to increase... Uh, prices. So, my opinion, I think it's the poor management and increase of force right now. And when government increase the price of for it affect the drivers as well. So right now, drivers are increasing it, and it will have an effect on the youth as well, especially we the students, because because most of us we are not staying around, and we are not having hostels too. Since they are increasing transportation, I think it might affect me financially and also when I'm uh, I want to come to town because it has been increased I have to um, double my transportation fare which will affect maybe the things I'm coming to buy. From Madina Kokasua disagree for some of the same Twenty Ghana. Yeah, the transport fares in there, it won't help us at all. Because we, the workers, we normally take car every day. And the salary too is the same. So if they increase the transport fares, at least they have to also push in us so that we can also be compensated for that 
losses because if we are um, if I'm if my salary is small and then and then the transport fare to is it's not the best and now Ghana is facing one of the uh, Africa's uh, football giants and uh, make or break and counter later today in uh, the ongoing Africa Cup of Nations uh, some sports pundits say the altar against the black stars with the Pharaohs uh, of uh, Egypt being the favorite. Some uh, Ghanaians are also pessimistic about the Black Star's ability to end Ghana's 42-year-old uh, Afghan trophy drought. Uh, we uh, take you live uh, to Ivory Coast uh, shortly. First, I want you to listen to the uh, coach of the Black Stars, head coach Chris Hutton, and uh, forward uh, Jordan Ayew at a news conference ahead of the Games. And everyone that plays football this is bread and butter and uh, everyone gives his 100%. Sometimes things go your way, sometimes things don't go your way. But I think um, we need to do more, that's for sure. And we are ready to do more and we are going to do more. So nobody should, should worry about that. And tomorrow is a big day and we know that it's a big day and we know how, how much it means to, to Ghanaians. And for we ourselves personally, we, we want to perform, we want to perform in this tournament. We, we didn't just come here just to, to visit Abidjan, we came here to, to perform well. So we'll see tomorrow and we're ready, we're ready. And you cannot, I, I wouldn't agree when you people say people lack commitment or no, no one lacks commitment. Everyone is fully committed, it's just that sometimes things go your way, things don't go your way, but you need to force things. And tomorrow we're going to force things. And that, um, that the Black Stars in this uh, same position throughout the years have been able to come through victorious in the, um, in the second game. Um, it is something that I am aware of, um, but I think the, 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 biggest, the biggest motivation for the players uh, is that um, we are here. We didn't get the result we needed in the first game. This is the motivation we need for the second game. We want to do well in this competition. This is the motivation that we need for this game. Uh, we are against a big team, successful team in, in Egypt. This is the, the motivation. And, and probably more than anything is um, we are aware of expectations. We have a, a, a wonderful support behind us and, and always do. And um, there isn't uh, one player in the squad, and uh, Jordan's here, having played in AFCONs before and represented Ghana for so, so many years. There isn't one player <coughs> in this squad that isn't aware of what this game means. And um, they're the biggest motivations that we can give to the players. Well, let's take you to La Côte d'Ivoire now. Muftar Nabila uh, of Joy Sports is joining me uh, with details on this. And Muftar, let's get to it. How are things uh, shaping up for the game, which kicks off in a few hours from now? Muftar? Uh, Muftar, kindly unmute so we can hear the points you're sharing with us. Okay, so I am saying that it's been a moment of optimism has been a period of excitement and uh, also uh, a period where Ghanaian fans are 
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Very optimistic that tonight is going to be Ghana's night. Um, you had Chris Hilton there talk about the track record of Ghana never losing a second group game since 2000 and losing just one since 1992. He believes that that record that has served the country so well uh, in the last 32 years is a good omen for a, uh, for a team. He also believes that the biggest motivation for each player who has been called up for this contest tonight is the fact that the team lost his opening game against Verde. So it's important that every single player comes with the right mentality, the right character, the right determination and hunger and uh, continue the history that has served this country so well. It would interest many people to actually know that the four times Ghana lost uh, its uh, opening group game, two, uh, on two occasions, the country was able to make it to the final of the competition. And that was in 2010 and 2015. The other aspect that many people also not want to hear is the fact that the two times uh, they also lost their opening game, they exited the competition at a group stage. And that was in 2006 and uh, in 2022 when the competition took place in, in uh, Cameroon. But the optimistic aspect of it is the fact that many Ghanaians that I've had the privilege of speaking to, including supporters, um, when I visited their, their camp, um, and in fact, I posed a question to them, just as I posed a question to pursue to me yesterday. And uh, many of the sponsors are, yeah, are saying that if that is if that's what history has served Ghana so well, then it means that uh, tonight is going to be Ghana's night. So uh, everyone comes into this stadium uh, tonight hoping that uh, the Black Stars would at least walk away with a point and uh, probably um, use the calculators once again when they come up against uh, Mozambique in the last good game that we had on Monday. Let's look at um, you know uh, the, the possibility of those who are going to make a difference in this game. Uh, the last match uh, didn't, of course, uh, uh, feature the the star of the moment, uh, Mohamed Kudus. Uh, will his inclusion in this uh, lineup now make any difference? There's no even confirmation that Mohamed Kudus will be available for the game tonight. Mm. There's no confirmation yet, but the fact that three times with the boys. Uh, so that is um, good news from Ghanaian's per- uh, perspective. And um, uh, the technical team, I do know, would definitely use Mohamed Kudus if um, medics uh, approve that he can play at least uh, 20, 30, or even 15 minutes of this game. So uh, from where I sit, um, Mohamed Kudus' availability is something that's going to be massive for shooting and uh, the rest of the technical team, as well as even the playing but The players... They've got so much respect for Mohamed Kudus' talent. The players have got uh, so much respect for what he brings to the table when he's part of the team. And uh, if, if, if you've had a, the opportunity of seeing their training sessions, you realize that uh, about how they think they can recover. I was at that press conference when a Nigerian journalist actually asked Jordan Ayew whether um, this group of players who, who feel that they've let down if they exit the competition at the group stage and he said 
since uh, that has not happened yet, it's the conversation that should, shouldn't be brought up at all. So it is important that everyone approaches the game with the right mentality. And I think with the availability of Mohamed Kudus, if medics confirm that he's available, if the 10 cards team decides that maybe a 70% or 60% or even 90% fit Mohamed Kudus, he's better than a 100% fit any other player within the group and wants to let him play this game tonight, they are definitely going to do it. And I think that if he's available, he will definitely going to be... Okay. Uh, and uh, in this group, it is always difficult for you to right. find the next creative player who produces something magical for Ghana. We'll be on the lookout for the games uh, and to see what the outcome will be. Uh, Muftal Nabila Abdullah joining us from La Côte d'Ivoire. And that's all we have for you in this package of the polls. For more news, log on to myjoinline.com. I'm Lester Suga. We'll leave you with Let's Talk Showbiz. Bye-bye. Hello there. You're welcome to Let's Talk Showbiz here on... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.